a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello listeners, and here we are again on the Mastering the Game of Life podcast. And I say podcast because the, the conversation, the dance this time with a lady from from Denmark, a lady by the name of Lady Nilsson, is going to be around her chapter in the in the book by the same name, Mastering the Game of Life. Lady, it is with absolute pleasure that I say welcome. And thank you so much, Paul. It is an honor and a great pleasure to be part of this great effort and endeavor. So just answer me a question, Lady. How hard can it be? Just in general, how hard can anything be in life? Which nicely leads us in, coincidentally, listeners, to Lady's chapter in the book. How hard can it be? Tell us more, Lady. Tell us more. Yes. How hard can it be? I think exploring exactly that is how hard it could be. Knowing that it's already amazing that we can feel where we are, how we're doing, and that we can use that when we listen to ourselves and find out what is it that we want more of in our lives and what is it that we maybe want to diverge from. So how hard can it be for me is is when we explore. It's an empowering question to navigate by. And for me, it has at one point been... Um, a very a very predominant question because I found myself in the exact opposite. How hard could it be? <laughs> and that's and that's how the question um, appeared and that's how it revealed itself to me. So how hard can it be is sometimes the answer when we see the opposite. When we see something or experience something that's challenging, then we know that that's not what we want, that's not what we need, but we need something else, and then that's starting to unfold. So how hard can it be has many answers. I have many, you have many. We all have many already, and many more to come. Yeah, isn't it interesting, listeners, to pick up on Lady's title, our heart, can it be? Let's focus in on the word heart. And people say, well, what's in a word? And I've said this so many times, everything's in a word. So we look at the, the four letters in the word hard, H-A-R-D. Isn't it interesting how three of those letters, H-A-R, are also in the word hard, adding the E, adding the T. And you've got a completely different word and a completely different meaning just by adding, taking out one letter and adding in two. Just a simple you know, you can say that's being overly creative. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But taking the word hard and replacing it with heart 
gives this whole question a completely, completely different energy, a different dynamic, and for one thing's for sure, it will give it a totally different outcome. Any thoughts around that, Lainey? Yes. I think for me, allowing, allowing the feeling of what wasn't to be the future, what was difficult, actually opened. So for me, hard was part of heart, if you go back to playing with the words and including them and seeing it in that perspective. For me, that is actually again and again something that that proves really, really strong. That when I dare to stay and really own what is, what's the starting point for creating the next amazing steps, then they, they unfold. Then I can release it. I can transform it. I can move away from it. When I dare to stand in it, when I dare to hold it, I can set it aside. So tell us a bit about um, your actual chapter itself, really, you know, some of the, just give us a brief insight, if you will, into the story, you know, the journey. Take us on a little bit of a taster journey, if you will. A little bit of a journey of me dreaming of a career in learning and development, being in learning and development and working with creating even more value, being heart-driven, purpose-driven, working in the green energy industry and everything being good for a while and then um, the financial crisis hit and at the same time I was going through a, um, a personal turnaround and turmoil as well and I found that all of the hopes and dreams were turned into survival mode, to firefighting, to not realizing and learning all that I wanted to learn, but just getting by and my values also changing. So all of the things that were really fueling my passion and my drive had been turned. And... I don't think I really realized it because I had also gone into survival mode and that was taking its toll on me. And when I think all of us, when we find ourselves in a situation where our batteries are just really, really low or completely flat, it's so difficult to change. It's so difficult to take steps because it requires energy to take the steps to get ourselves out of something we know that is no longer the right match for us. And then finding at one point, finding that I, again, as we talked about just one moment ago, that allowing, allowing, once you allow yourself to feel what it is that you are in the middle of and realizing that that needs to change, then things when you allow when I allowed myself to feel that when I allowed myself to need and want what I really longed for things started to change so that super simple but super significant change is that a conscious decision you made lady did you make a conscious decision I mean tell us about that what you to allowing you know was that out of desperation I'll try something else because this is not working, whatever this is. You know, tell us about that process of change. What, what was going on? What goes off there when you change from that hard focus to that heart focus? 
for me, it was a situation in in the workplace where where it was it became very clear that it was the agenda of the day was not how hard can we do it, how well can we do it, but how fast <laughs> can we do it, and and it didn't maybe in that instance matter if the quality or if the impact on the people that we were actually there to help and serve was um, reached, not to the standard that I had and not to the hopes and dreams I had. And that being spoken out loud really put it in my face and allowed me to react to it and take it in and decide that that was not for me. So just deciding that I needed, I think I actually needed that um provocative in my system that the the incident I needed that I needed that moment <laughs> that changed it it was a turning point mm. it's a turning point that it had been brewing for a while but I needed something to ignite it because I didn't have the energy I needed I needed something from the outside that's that really triggered something on the inside and from there it started to to dawn on me that I wanted the exact opposite of how hard can it be. I wanted to help create work environments and an environment for myself and for the people that I love and work with that, that we can unfold ourselves, our, our creativity. We can share who we are in a way that we create even better solutions than what we could have imagined if we just, in quotation marks, went to work. I want to be part of something where we bring ourselves as who we are and share our sometimes vulnerabilities, but that we do it in order to create even better solutions and we help develop ourselves and each other along the way. Amazing, amazing. I mean, I've obviously, listeners, I've got the benefit of, of knowing Lainey personally. So, you know, to hear these words, I can actually put into context on X, Y, or Z, or A, B, and C. So, uh, yeah, very, very insightful. So tell us about the, the writing your, your actual chapter. What inspired you, Lainey, to actually, you know, to put this down in, on paper and, and, and make sense of your story and, and offer it as you know as open inspiration to others. What what was what was going on beyond the scenes there? It was actually a conversation between you and I. I have never earlier than last year imagined that I would write and share anything in writing. I'm challenged in putting things in writing, and my process has been. Again, trying how hard can it be? How can I create a process with this that's actually working for me? So I've taped my writing, so to speak. I've recorded it and written it down. And it has been an immense support to work with you and the editing team. So for someone who hasn't been an author before, it, it is an amazing process. But how, back to the question of how did it all happen? It, it happened in a dialogue between you and I, where we were talking about visioning, because visioning is also part of this amazing uh, book and your company and your endeavors. 
And it was part of my story too. So our stories crossed. And I think that's what we find when we start sharing our stories. We have so many things that are either common or that sparks something in us from the other person's story when we truly listen. So what I actually did as part of finding out how I could move away from what wasn't good and move in the direction of what was pulling me and calling me, I used visioning techniques. I didn't know it at the time, but navigating based on on really simple but really powerful questions on what what does a great day look like? How does it feel like? What are you doing? Simple, simple, simple questions that you can explore in different ways led me to find out what it was that I needed and wanted and longed for in my work life as the next steps. And once I started working with that, it really grew in significance. I could feel it more and more. And at one point, it was stronger than the need of holding on to a steady income and a job that didn't work and that depleted me. So the visioning, I think, is one of the things that we share. And that just brought the whole conversation up. And I wasn't in doubt at that point that I'd already um, working on two chapters. So this is one and the other one about my personal story. So this is the year that I have embarked on this, that I found the self-love, you can say, the, the place where I'm no longer afraid. I don't need to live up to anything. I just need to be with what is. And I feel that when I share who I am, what's important for me, what I have learned, that gives me an opportunity to connect with and share with others at a much deeper level and truly, truly listen to them, helping them listen to themselves, telling their stories, maybe for some of the first times and really understanding their stories and helping me learn and grow in that connection. So there we have it, listeners, from from Lady's own experience about the power of, of um you know, telling your story. We are storytellers naturally as people. And, you know, asking yourself a question. And you may, you may not have picked a pen up before or ever wrote a, a word, as Lenny's alluded to. But just ask yourself this question. Our heart, can it move? Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. 